Live from New York, it's the show that brings it, quote, rugged and raw. <laughs> first things it's first. True. That was just on me. I like it. Hey, you. that's yeah. great work. <laughs> that's fantastic. Dak is back playing the 49ers. Why Revenge is on the menu this weekend. Meanwhile, Aaron Rodgers may rest on a heated pad filled with amethyst crystals, according to Men's Health. Wow. But he's not resting on his laurels. Wait, that wasn't a joke? No. <laughs> Wait, for real? Yes. He's a crystals guy now, it's too? A, it's a heated, heated crystals. The ayahuasca I can get behind. I don't know crystals? They, I don't know if the crystals are heated. It's a blanket full of crystals. Okay. I okay. think that works. Oh, and what else we got? And the tears. The crystal uh, clear, savvy-eyed <laughs> committee. First things first. I'm Kevin Wilds. <laughs> uh, Nick, are there any surprises atop the tears? Once again, are a full 32-team tier. Oh, good. And why would there be surprises? Yeah. As the committee has been nothing but vindicated by how this season has shook, shaken really? out. We will discuss it in an hour. Yeah, really? I can make that funny <laughs> face, too. But I think, oh, oh yes. really? Yes. All right. Well, I got it. We're 15 seconds over. I'm sorry, Hubs. We start with the Prince versus Patrick Saturday at 430. The line is eight and a half. Doug Peterson embracing the low expectations. Take a listen. I try to block out the best I can with the team. You just block out the noise. You block out the negativity. You block out whether it's lack of respect or whatever. You know, we have a young quarterback, whatever it might be. Um, you know, we're one of four in the AFC left, and um, that says a lot. It's a great atmosphere. we got to embrace it, you know. No one expects us to do anything, you know. So go play, have fun, enjoy the moment, um, and let's see what happens. Okay. Are you giving Jacksonville a chance? Remember the prince who was promised your guy? We had the trumpets and the snare. Oh, no, I'm, I'm well aware. Okay. And the first time we bought the, brought the trumpets on, when you guys were laughing at me, many times you guys said I was wrong, and then you just had to apologize quietly off the air about it. Um, when we did were I laughing you? at you Monday, When too. did I tell you, they were, that? That they were going to they were gonna go undefeated until the, Chiefs. He the divisional us. round in Kansas City? And that was before the brackets or playoffs were set, and yet we have a divisional round game in Kansas City, and the Jaguars are there. And so now I must look into the camera and talk to my good friends of Northern Florida and say, this is where our delightful dance must end. <laughs> However, not permanently, just temporarily, just for the year. Because the Chiefs are going to annihilate the Jacksonville Jaguars. And the Jacksonville Jaguars, you know how sometimes when teams get sold and they do franchise valuations Mm -hmm. side by side, like, wow, if the Clippers sold for this, what's this team worth? I would like to compare the Jacksonville Jaguars as a franchise to another billion-dollar franchise. If we can put it up side by side. They were both founded in 1995. One is the Jags, the other is Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> they have the same number of playoff wins. Mahomes has more conference championship appearances, about to be five. Of course, more Super Bowl appearances, more Super Bowl wins, and you know more league MVPs. And so that is the... projection. The, Okay, well, only the bottom part's a projection. Everything else is what he has done. They, but we all agree he's going to win league MVP. But you guys knew I would talk about Patrick Mahomes. Maybe talk about the game the Chiefs beat the Jags in this year by double digits when there's only there had only been one game in the regular season all year where a team lost the turnover battle by at least three and then won the game that was Chiefs over Jags. What maybe And maybe you expect me to talk about Andy Reid being 27-4 and four off a of bye. But there's a Chiefs stat... I've kind of been holding in reserve that I think will shock you guys. Okay. Here we because go. it's not just that it's Mahomes in the offense. After the Philadelphia Eagles, <clears throat> do you know which team sacked the opposing quarterback the most in the NFL yeah. this year? Those they Kansas City Chiefs. 
55 sacks this season, only the Eagles had more. And D Chris Jones won't win Defensive Player of the Year because Nicky Bosa will, but he'll show up on the top three of a lot of ballots. So this is a game where Trevor and the Jags, they, they've had a wonderful season. They have proven the prophecy true. But now they're going up against the kings of the conference in their kingdom, Arrowhead, and they're going to lose. And I think it's going to be more dramatic than the first meeting, which the Chiefs won by 10. Okay, I must say this. The kingdom's not that scary. All right, really? Cincinnati's gone into the kingdom. Buffalo's gone into the kingdom and won. In the but playoffs, only Cincinnati. The Prince, well, it was regular season playoffs. Mm, sure. The Prince is not Josh Allen or Joe Burrow. And he will go. To, it ends his Saturday winning streak. The trumpets, the snare drums, the wig. It all ends on Saturday. All right? And look, Thanks, you, there are a few arguing facts. with him. He yeah. agrees. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying it with force and authority. Uh -huh. But it's true. Nick is right that it will end on Saturday. I'm giving them no more of a chance than the cliches. Nothing is impossible. Any given Sunday. You know, that type well, of thing. That's more of a chance than I'm giving. Oh, it, anything can happen. I mean, we've seen, obviously, incredible upsets in sports history. That's the only chance. All right? They will get beaten. You said it, Nick. They, you talked about Kansas City's pass rush. Well, guess who doesn't have? Guess who wasn't second in the league in pass rush and who was bottom 10 in sacking the quarterback, Jacksonville? Guess who was like bottom five in pass defense, Jacksonville? Oh, and you're facing the best quarterback in the league. So, so how'd Jacksonville get here? My they God. were lucky. Oh, I'm glad okay. you brought that oh. up. They <laughs> were lucky. <laughs> oh, they were. Hold on. Uh, no, uh, let me not not lucky. He's arguing. They made because you know what? Back. I agree with Mark Schlereth, who said luck has the smell of perspiration. Mm -hmm. They were fortunate. Well, to, because to but for Lawrence, I agree. but for the fumble return for a touchdown, Tennessee beats them. Oh my In the God! Final we're going minutes, back by to the, the Tennessee game. But, but for Brandon Staley having brain fog in the second okay. half, the Chargers beat them. Okay. So they're fortunate to beat them. Congratulations. You got to the division around. Good job. But it ends Saturday. Okay. You got That was a great I argument a, between an agreement two guys nice who spirited, agreed. Spirited. Like, no, the Chiefs win. Like, I just said that. All right. Let me, you're not going to move at all. Let me try to convince you a little bit. A little bit. You you think Jacksonville? Well, someone's got to honestly for the mechanics of the show to work. Wow. Okay. Here's the thing. Can you beat the Chiefs playing straight up? Like you know what? We're gonna line up. It's gonna be our guys versus their guys. It won't work. It's not well, gonna work. What other way is there? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> you have to be clever and you have to be aggressive. And I think Doug Peterson, who was willing to call the Philly special on a whim to beat Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, who are Better than Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. No, they're not. And got the win. But go ahead. But they're not. <laughs> they are. But go ahead. Maybe not. Hey, Dust, can you run the stats on the Ooh. career record Tom Brady and Bill Belichick <laughs> versus Andy Reid? Just, I mean, I mean I, we're going to be here for a while. We'll get back to you on that. Sure. Uh, and here's the other thing. Just the aggressiveness that we've seen from Doug Peterson on fourth down. Just like how Brandon Staley, not Brandon Staley, gives up the big leads. Old school Brandon yeah. Staley. Who would go for it on fourth down in no, Arrowhead no, no. And, and to scare Doug you guys? Doug Peterson's fourth down attempts are different. But the announcers and broadcasters like him because they work. They're not playing the results at all on this yeah. stuff. They just they work, so it's it's Look, fine. Fourth most, six most. Yeah. And then this play, it's like, oh, you know what? You think we're going to try to get one play. yard? The play design is smarter. I think he's going to go in there. Hey, nothing to lose. We're a little bit lucky to be here. Let's play carefree. And oh, it's fourth and two. 
Eh, why but don't we go for the, it? Why don't we try to this? There, there, this is where try. looking back to NFL history is instructive. Because I've called Trevor Peyton Manning 2.0. I mm-hmm. think and there are some Andrew Luck comps. Andrew Luck, right after a 28-point playoff comeback in the wild card round, played the big dogs of the conference, the New England Patriots, in the next round, and they annihilated him. And then the next year, by the way, they annihilated him again. Peyton Manning, once he finally got his first playoff victory, two weeks later, played the big dogs of the conference. The New England Patriots, also a decade prior, very different team, but Brady and Belichick. And the Patriots annihilated him and then annihilated him again the following year. Trevor eventually, at some point, will make a Super Bowl, but he's going to hit his head on the very hard concrete ceiling of the AFC, which is the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, for at least the next few years. And so, listen, I, it's been a brilliant year. I think a team that goes from 4-8 and eight to winning a playoff game, calling them lucky is a little Take insulting. But Fortunate. I, but, Fortunate. Okay, well, we're all fortunate they, to be well, here. But, but I, the, I, mixed with a heavy dose of luck. Yeah, I mean, I think at some they point we're going to have to acknowledge that over the course of a season, every nobody blows everybody out each week. There are good bounces that come into play. And and I, this is the Jags had a hell of a run, and it ends they on did. Saturday. They I, did. It does end on Saturday. But, Nick, I got to give you credit. Your little Saturday stat about Trevor Lawrence Mm -hmm. has blown up. I heard it on Undisputed mentioned today. And it was Doug Peterson was even asked about it. Oh, okay. This is credit to you. Here we go. Are you aware that Trevor Lawrence has never lost a game on a Saturday? This guy. (laughs) 37-0. High school, college, pro. He's not the first one to say that's pretty impressive. Nah, yeah, la la. Next question. <laughs> I like that part. It, it's a credit to your reach. Oh, thanks, that's buddy. yes. Well, I'm but it also is, it also is evidence what? of the silliness of the. It was, how can you say it was silly? Be, because the head coach, who's head a coach? very good head coach, okay. won a Super Bowl, said <laughs> this guy. Yeah, like like. <laughs> Like Why don't you go back to Pop Warner? It might be fifty and all. Well, maybe it was. I didn't have I mean, that data. On. Go ahead, Wells. Okay. I did, just before we move on, I might be on the Trevor Lawrence corner. Okay. No. It, you've abandoned it. It's free. It's you open. Are it's open. open. Yeah, it it's is like open. Monopoly. It's like oh, it is open. open. <laughs> okay. Uh, Mahomes, one of two quarterbacks who didn't throw a touchdown last week. He looked. It's just the facts. He looks to bounce back this weekend. Saying he wants a Super Bowl, but staying in the moment as well. Take a listen. I think all the guys understood that whenever they signed with this team is that we we want to win the Super Bowl, and if we don't, we feel like it's not where we we should be at. Um, and so uh, I think we did. We've built all year. We try to get better and better uh, with the mindset of we want to win the Super Bowl, but we can't do it uh, every single day. We have to can you continue to just get better and better until we get to that point. And uh, you can't look ahead, man. I mean, we have a great team that we're playing this week. That's playing great football. Oh. What's on the line for Mahomes? Go ahead, bro. Well, what's on? Look, I'm on the record as saying he's the best quarterback that I've ever seen. Forget in the league. But, Nick, you know this. Going into the season, it's almost like people are trying to bring him down. Yeah, or he's like being judged. No, not me. Oh. I just didn't pick the team to win. Or him to win. Right, because Peyton Manning didn't win it every year. Tom Brady, the GOAT, went a whole decade without winning it. So you don't win it every year no matter how good you are, MVP or the Super Bowl. And that was my thinking. But in going into the season, there were some people that thought Joe Burrow was better. 
that Josh Allen was better. Allen was a lot of people's pick, including mine for MVP, but some thought he was actually better. Can and my question, can those Patrick people Mahomes. still hold that opinion? Is that a valid well, opinion? Let me, to let, hold? let me finish. Sure. If Patrick Mahomes gets beat by jo- uh, Trevor Lawrence first, but also Josh Allen or Joe Burrow, whoever he meets in the next round, then yes, people will hold that opinion. Those who held it earlier in the season, he won the MVP, that's great. But people will look at the playoffs, especially when I get it, if they play Buffalo, to be on a neutral site. But if he loses to one of those guys, then there will be those that say they are better. Why should he? Listen, was anyone saying Stafford's better than Brady last year? Because Stafford beat him. I'm just curious. Was anyone holding that opinion? Matthew Stafford is not Josh Allen or Joe Burrow. Okay, well, Joe, uh, let's put Joe Joe Burrow in a separate category for a moment. Let's talk about Josh Allen. Because there has been not a single season of Josh Allen's career, he's been better than Patrick Mahomes. They've met in the playoffs twice previously. Mahomes won both. So are we saying this is like the heavyweight championship belt, where it's simply um, as soon as you lose once, you lose it? Is no. that? Hold on, no, no, I'm not, but I, I'm saying I think that will be a narrative. But I, and, well, and Allen is close. I mean, Mahomes is better. But he's but Allen is but, great by, by no by no metric is he close. Really? The, it, it only by in people's He runs minds. the ball so much better. You got to include that. Okay, that's great. He's a better great. runner. That's by every valuable. other metric of how we evaluate quarterbacks from team success, personal success, consistency, touchdown rate, interception rate, completion percentage, passer rating, any of it. He's not in the same stratosphere. And so if Joe Burrow comes into Arrowhead two straight years and beats Patrick Mahomes, that is a fair discussion to have. Because Joe Burrow also was the second-best quarterback in football this year. So I think that would be a fair discussion with Burrow. But if saying Allen would be better if he beats him would be no different than if Trevor beats him. Is it fair to what? say? Why? Josh why? Allen is way better than Trevor Lawrence right now. But based on what? I'm just curious. Based on the eye based, test. Oh, there it is. Based on run, Hold on. Based on running ability. Okay. He is the focus of his team's offense. But, but here's the problem. He can't help himself but be the focus of his team's offense. Even when he doesn't need to be, he makes himself. Okay, but he's still – he's great. It, it, there, Trevor Lawrence mm-hmm. is not as good as Josh okay, Allen, that's, period. Okay, that's fine. That, that's a legitimate opinion to hold. I understand that. The point I'm making is saying that if Allen beats him, he gets to be considered the top dog – that standard clearly simply means if you beat him, you get to be considered top dog. We are not taking in body of work at all. We're not taking in okay, anything that we, you've we, done. We're taking in body of work in the playoffs. He's got 17 touchdowns and three interceptions. He's got the third highest passer rating in the playoff history. Now, Mahomes is number one. Yes. But if he beats him, and obviously his playoff numbers will have to be good in that game to beat Mahomes. Mm-hmm. He will have great postseason numbers. Regular season, be darned, all right? And he will have beaten right. him in the playoffs. So now, I, I'm going to say this. I will not I'm, – I'm saying what the narrative will be from some corners. I still will view Mahomes let, as better. But let's play but that – you can't act like let's play there are going to be those out Let's play that same logic, though. Let's just quickly play out that same logic. You're saying if Allen beats him, he will have done X, Y, and Z. If Trevor goes in and beats him, 
his playoff record will be undefeated. It will include a the fourth largest playoff comeback in history with four straight passing touchdown drives and then going into Arrowhead and beating Patrick Mahomes. Much smaller Mahomes. sample he, size. It'll be. Okay, it will be a two-game sample versus a seven-game sample. That's, so that's, be it. That's, that's I understand. A, a big difference. But the, he also will have zero losses in his career in the playoffs to Patrick Mahomes, to which Josh Allen has two. So I'm just – if we're going to, all I'm asking – You're you're acting like there's no nuance. No. No, 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 no. No one is going to say Trevor Lawrence is better than Patrick Mahomes unless right. Lawrence does something – Because he hasn't oh, been prematurely anointed the way Josh Allen has been. Really? Yes. He really. came out of the draft prematurely anointed? Okay, but he has proven all of that correct. And so, and he wasn't so prematurely he, anointed. He was just drafted number one overall. But he was viewed All, as the next right. guy. And and he is. Well, then but why the, hasn't he been prematurely the, anointed? No, he wasn't anointed as, as already a league MVP. It's already the best player. Because his rookie year was horrible. Yeah. Promise, and I so think. I just, the, I would just love for Joe Burrow to get 50% of the earned praise that Josh Allen has gotten under. Has he race. been as good in the playoffs as Josh? I know his He's team been got to better. the Super Bowl. Joe really? Burrow has never had a bad playoff Statistically, he hasn't game. been close. He's never had a single bad playoff game. Josh Allen's had three. So, I would He's argue. He's got seven touchdowns in five games. Yep. Yes. Josh Allen has 17 in seven games. Uh, okay, yeah, but another way to look at it He's is. Got three is he got three interceptions, Allen. In five games. Burrow has two I, I guess, interceptions. I, I, I mean, He's never had a single bad playoff game. I got confused. The, I'll be honest with you, I got confused last 30 seconds. Hey, Jalen Hurts. Playing the Giants. Is it going to look like the MVP? We discuss next. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So, to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. Talking about Giants-Eagles now. Giants seven and a half point underdogs on Saturday. 7.30 on Fox. Here's Jalen Hurts on his injured shoulder. Take a listen. That's football. Um, you know what? <laughs> I got a I got a bounty on me every week. I go out there on the field, so um, go out there and just play my game. You know, whatever happens, happens. This dude is totally locked in. Super Bowl champion Mark Schlereth is here, writing some notes down. Uh, Broussard, <laughs> are you expecting an MVP type performance from Jalen Hurts? Well, look, the way people raved about Daniel Jones' performance last week, mm-hmm. kind of viewed it as MVP like. If that's the case, then yeah. Because he played a lot like Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. All right, in fact, the last time, let's throw out the last game of the season when the Giants were resting their starters and Hurts wasn't running the ball, just trying to get his arm loose. When they played before that, Philadelphia won <clears throat> by 26 points. 
And Hurts had two touchdown passes, I believe, and ran for almost 100 yep. yards. One of his best rushing games of the year. It was his last good game of the season. Because the next game he, he got played hurt poorly against Chicago, and, hurt. and then he missed two games and then came back. Right. Go ahead. So I think that he will come out and they will have their way with the Giants. I'm not saying they're going to beat him mm. by 26, but I think he plays well. I think, look, he's one of the biggest competitors in the league, in a league full of competitors, and I think he's been sitting back seeing how – since he got hurt, since kind of that last great game, people have been kind of downgrading him and the Eagles. And I think he's chomping at the bit to get back. So I do think, yes. think that he has a great game. I'm going to go no. I think rhythm is important. I think the way you finish the season, the way you play is important. I think this is one of those games where Wink Martindale, I did a game a couple of years ago where Wink was a defensive coordinator, not of the Giants at the time, but of the Ravens. Ravens. Okay. And he was playing a prominent quarterback that had that ability. And I'm asking him, what's your game plan? How do you, how do you defend this guy? He goes, that guy, at the end of the day, i got to make him throw the ball 40 times. Mm-hmm. If I can make him throw the ball 40 times, we're going to win this football game. And it's interesting when you think about it that way because the Philadelphia Eagles are structured. They run the ball so exceptionally well. They can run the power game. They can run the pin and pull game, get to the outside edge. They've got that athleticism to beat you up physically, to outflank you athletically. And then their quarterback run comes into that. And off of that, they set up so many easy play actions, so many just Mm. one-on-one matchups. So the principle here is I'm going to have a five-down defensive front, I'm going to stack it with a safety in the middle, and I'm going to make Jalen Hurts beat us throwing the football. And if he can do it, great. But you're coming off a shoulder injury. You're coming off, you haven't played, you know, you guys haven't played. You don't have that rhythm. I think that's the game plan going forward. And so that said, and he's got that capability of beating you that way. I just don't think he's going to have a great game. And he's got Ooh. the wide receivers. You know what I mean? He, he does. He, he, he Tennessee tried to do it to him and he cut him up. Absolutely. He cut him up. But I'm just saying because of the rhythm and everything else, I think this I, is a game where he doesn't I, play that well. They could I, turn him I, into big I, I think it's. Short, I think it's a real concern, and I also think that we can't possibly overstate what a big moment this is in Jalen's career. So I, I'm hesitant. I don't want to do the compare black quarterback to black quarterback thing. So that, but I am going to compare him to Lamar, not style, not even really stylistically, because Jalen's already a better passer. Than, yes. in my opinion, 100%. Lamar. No, there's no and, question. And he is a powerful runner, while Lamar's almost a more elegant speed runner. But here's where I'm going to do the career comps. Right, Lamar comes on midway through his rookie year, gets them to the playoffs, plays poorly in that playoff game, but everyone's like, hey, we didn't even expect to be here. The next year. Wins league MVP, they're the one seed, gets the playoffs, plays poorly again, and now that's the word on him. It's like, oh, I can't play well in the playoffs. Jalen, his first year as a starter, they come on at the end of the year, get to the playoffs, don't expect him to be there. They're down 31 nothing. He looks out of his depth, but no one kills him for it because nobody expected him to be here. Good for him. This year, some people, 14 weeks into the season, had him as league MVP. They're the one seed. If he plays poorly in this playoff game, this is a guy that could be up for a contract after this year because he doesn't have that fifth-year option like a first-round pick does. This is a massive spot for him because he was so good in the regular season and so bad in last year's playoffs. Here's the only thing I'd add to that. If he plays poorly and they lose. If he oh, plays poorly and they no, win. No, because then he gets another right, opportunity. Right. That's 100% agree. Schlereth, the, the New York Times had an article on the quarterback sneak talking specifically about the Eagles. The Eagles, 29 for 33 on first downs or touchdowns with this quarterback sneak. Do mm-hmm. you think 
a not 100% Jalen Hurts, this should be in the playbook. Oh, yeah, I think I think 100% it should be in the playbook. Even though there's an element of you're going to get hurt by maybe your own guys. Yeah, listen, it's not like it, it's not like the impact on a quarterback sneak is coming from five yards depth. Everybody is, is hammered in there, right? Mm-hmm. By the way, this whole trend of having all those guys back there and pushing the quarterback through, you know, several years ago when I first came in the league, we used to do that on PAT field goal. So we would push, we'd have a, a, like a ramrod guy, and we'd get behind that guy and try to push him through on PG. On defense. To on block the defensive it. side, yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we, they ended up, as a league rule, they so, ended up basically making that go away. So can I ask you a very quick question? Danger-wise, I, I look at that, I think that, that, I think that's something that's going to be addressed. So, mm-hmm. But until it is, a, quick question, because you said it's not that you know, risky of a play. Uh, the Chiefs used to run quarterback sneaks. Wiles and I were talking about this before the show. Then in 2019 against Denver, they ran one, and Mahomes got his kneecap dislocated. Yep, he has not it. run a single quarterback sneak since then. Three-plus years. They do all types of goofy stuff. They have Travis Kelsey do it. They, you know what I mean? Sure. They, they do a bunch of stuff. So you, so you think that's just them being overcautious or the Eagles being a little reckless with their franchise quarterback? I would, or they're just I built would, I would say, I would say, one, that Mahomes is a freak and can, and can do things that nobody else can do outside the pocket. Two, that was a freak injury that happened. Like that is the odds of that ever happening again are slim to none. But they've just gotten to the point where they're protecting their asset. I understand that. By the way, Broncos still haven't recovered from that karma. (laughs) I love that. Mahomes quarterback sneak? Like, no. How about the ring around the rosy? (laughs) (laughs) Better option. Protect Mahomes. Uh, Darius Slayton weighed in on Daniel Jones, saying in part, definitely his respect around the league is going up. Broussard. Do you think Daniel Jones is underrated or overrated at this point? I get the teammates saying this. Saquon Barkley said he was elite, but he was asked, is he an elite? What's he supposed to say? All right, so I get the teammates coming out with these types of comments. But I do think on the outside, there have been people who've overreacted to last week's game. And look, Brian Dayball did a fantastic job with this guy. He kept him from doing what he doesn't do well and honed in on what he does do well. And he ran for almost as many yards this season as he did in his first three years. He's good. So credit to Dayball. He's a good quarterback, but people are talking about him like he's a definitive franchise Correct. quarterback. It's not definitive. True. He threw 15 touchdowns this season. And he threw for 200 yards per game. And listen, this is earlier than I've said this in any show this week. We're 29 minutes in. But Brew made a good point. Uh, <laughs> this is this is. Uh, it, I and I, here's the thing. I think deep down, even the folks who are going on TV this week demanding apologies on Daniel Jones's behalf, no, he's not that good. I think deep down they know that Brian Dable right now is making the absolute most of the situation. Daniel Jones this year, twice prior to the playoff game where he was exceptional against the league's worst pass defense, threw for more than 230 yards. 
In both of those games, he turned the ball over. Everyone's like, oh, he doesn't turn the ball over anymore because they don't let him throw the ball a lot. Now, he's done a great job not fumbling the way he used to. But go ahead, Wilds, because you, you, well, you believe in Daniel. Well, I believe in the facts. So okay. <laughs> 15 touchdowns are the facts. Here's Daniel Jones this season with comps of different players. His completion percentage is better than Mahomes. He's thrown fewer interceptions than Jalen Hurts. His passer rating is better than the Prince who was promised. And he rushed more than He's Josh a great Allen. runner. Okay, those are pretty good. And, he's, and he won a playoff game, and if he sneaks this win... He's going to be like, ah, still not very good. You would good. give him a five-year huge deal. No, you wouldn't. I give um, everybody the deals because I don't care. I'm right. <laughs> yeah, sure. yeah, it's not, it's not Wild's money, so he's good, he's good with that. I, th- listen, th- here's the thing. Brian Dable's done a great job yeah. of basically mitigating potential disaster, mitigating the things you can't do. One of the problems in coaching in today's league is you put guys in a position to fail, and then you act astonished when they fail. You're the moron that put him there, yeah, right? So he has taken him out of that position to fail. He's put him in things that he can do. Now, here's to, to Bruce's point, to your point with Daniel Jones. You know, everybody talked about last week. What a remarkable. He's the first quarterback in history. Yeah. To throw for 300 yards, to have two passing TD or two TDs, yeah. and, 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 and to rush seven. it for 70. <laughs> last year alone, three quarterbacks – Threw it for 300 yards, or 300 yards plus. Mm-hmm. Well, it was, it was Josh Allen twice and Mahomes last year. Threw it for 300, had two TDs, and you know how long, how, how many yards rushing that? 60. Between 65 and 69. Yeah. Like, so let's, before we go, oh my gosh, it's never, ever happened in the history of football. That's the way it goes. He's one yard more rushing. So let's calm down. Loose happened with the three numbers. times last year. And by year. the way, one of those, it happened in the same game for Mahomes and Allen. One yeah. of them was the divisional round. Okay, game. fine. We'll lower it down. So now it's Mahomes, Allen, and Daniel Jones. Okay. We happy now? No. I bet you Steve Young has several of them. I bet you, okay, I bet you can go all, the way, <laughs> the I bet you go all the way back. Oh, okay, well, keep going. you find a bunch of them. Uh, coming up next, who do you trust, Burrow or Josh Allen? Oh, we discussed. You know, I don't know which side you're on. You like Josh Allen? No, I like them both. But I I'm know. Do side. you? I got a side. Bengals and Buffalo. Bills favored by four and a half Sunday at three. Which QB do you trust more? Joe Burrow. Come on. Or the man with the cannon. I wonder who Nick's going to say. I, just, I, can, I can wonder we, who Nick's going to uh, say. The, the guy who's been better at every level? The guy who's accomplished more? Oh, the guy who was better last week? About the LSU. guy who was better in last year's playoffs? Like, I, the, all of the Josh Allen stuff is preconceived notion bias. We decided after 2020 he's going to be the next great quarterback. And then in 2021, he didn't even make the Pro Bowl, but Mac Jones did. And to his credit, he was spectacular in two playoff games, one of which he lost to Patrick Mahomes. And then there's Joe Burrow, who was good in all of his playoff games, including the one where he beat Patrick Mahomes. Then we came in this year, and the Bills are the overwhelming Super Bowl favorites, and Joe Burrow, by any metric, was better And Josh Allen, by any metric, was worse than he was even last year and led the league in in second in the league in interceptions. And now at this point in the season. He had two more than Joe Burrow, just just for the record. Right, led the league. Two more more than Mahomes. And and if the idea is, well, it's Josh Allen because he's such a good runner, Brew, I know you don't really value that. 
Really? Yeah, because you disagreed with me that Daniel Jones isn't any good. And Daniel Jones runs just he well doesn't, as Josh But he Allen. doesn't throw well. No, okay. Josh Allen throws can it, it beyond we, well and runs it can great. Can we just all acknowledge that Josh Allen's best moment of his career was losing to Mahomes in the playoffs? And Joe Burrow's best moment of his career was beating Mahomes in the playoffs? That Joe Burrow was a better prospect, a better college player, had a better second season, had a better third season? How can the answer be Josh Allen? Uh, here's how. All right, you 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 talk about Joe Burrow's playoffs like he's been Patrick Mahomes. He's four he and has one. Not, with okay, never being that's bad. fine. I thought it wasn't about QB wins. Okay, so let's he's get QB wins win. out he's of it. He's never been. Uh, let's see. In five games in the playoffs, Joe Burrow's thrown for three hundred or more yards once in five games. Josh Allen has done it four times in seven games. All right, uh, Joe Burrow has one game with three or more touchdowns or three touchdowns in the playoffs. Josh Allen has one with three, one with four, one with five, and, how many and two with two. turnover games? He's got three interceptions now, now many, in seven I understand, but playoff fumbles games. count the same. I don't know how many fumbles he's had. Okay. Do you know? I know that he's had three multiple turnover games, and Joe Burrow's had zero. He's got three interceptions in seven playoff games. Burrow has two in five playoff games. And then Josh Allen has seven, almost three times as many touchdowns. Like, to act like Bur – now, Burrow's team has gotten further, but it's not about QB wins. Josh Allen, you, you, you just totally disregarding how good he is. Now, I know he is reckless. I've said he is this generation's Brett Favre. So you got to live with some craziness, some zaniness. But you don't but with Burrow. The, production the point is you don't is, with Burrow. You're right. You don't. But you don't get the, the dynamite that you, you get with Josh Allen. He had, he had He's more not, his, his ceiling, I don't think, is as good, as high but as I guess Allen's. My, but but you're right. He but is that's steady. Question. He is more Based, steady. How? How can his ceiling not be as high when he's been further with an inferior roster, an inferior coach? Is it an and, inferior? Yeah, the, I both think the offensive Cincinnati lines are pretty bad. Is not nearly as good as Buffalo's. Uh, I do believe their defense that. is but, underrated. And so, but, but okay, I. But but when you say you don't get the upside, okay. they both had thirty-five the, the, touchdowns. Okay, Go the, ahead, the question the question was who do you trust more? And you've mentioned metrics, and you've got all kinds of stats, and so I wanted to get involved as I sat here. Uh, in the analytics game. Oh, yeah. Which okay. you love. So I created my own analytics. It's called okay, the UPU. Oh. Okay. <laughs> and the UPU stands for under pressure over opponent. Wow. Oh. I and remarket that. But keep right, right. Okay. But that sounds <laughs> good, though, right? It the UPU under like pressure over opponent. I like it. And I would tell you this under pressure, there is nobody cooler, there is nobody better. And I'm just going to say he's the only one under one. I just made that up. I have no idea what that means, okay? <laughs> but Joe Burrow, under pressure, under duress, got sacked nine times last year, nine times last year in one playoff game and found a way to win that playoff game. You know, now, obviously, Ryan Tannehill helped him along sure. the way, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. I don't think there's anybody who makes better decisions so, who makes bigger plays under under duress I, than Joe Burrow? So that's why I trust. If more. you go trust, I get Burrow. Yeah, but, but if you question. go who I want, I want Josh Allen. I don't trust. Can I show you something real quick? This yeah. is the fumble six against the Dolphins stink. Okay, show it. To Part me. of me when I was watching this thinks, man, maybe this guy is too strong for his own good, and he should have just held on to this and gone to the ground. Do you think there's an element of him getting 
nervous here and be like trying to spin out and trying to do too much and that speaks to your like well, Joe Burrow is Mr. Cool like I'll take the sack I'll make it up later there there is because he is so big you know the guy's six foot five 250 and he is he's got that and everybody's competitive but there is an element when you play quarterback to saying I've got to not only protect myself but I got to protect my team and Which he doesn't have right. He, That's he, the issue that Nick. Of course, it's the issue. He's nervous and and, and, and where I get out. frustrated is the season started with Chris Collinsworth saying NHF, not his fault interceptions, and now it's ending with Kevin Wilde saying, you know why he fumbles so much? He's too good. No, no, he's too big. Yeah, no, I'm saying he's he gets too nervous. strong. Well, he's too strong. He just no, take the fumble. He just guys just take the sack. The, what about the other Manning two fumbles sack. he had? Like, on that occasionally game. have to. So he, you didn't like? Was it Troy Aikman calling him an alien? And Michael Jordan in the last. No, game. again, the, the upside is there. It is unbelievable. But and we, he gets there a lot. Yes, and he also yeah. ruins his team's chances quite a bit, as he tried to against Miami. Yeah. Seemed to win a lot of games. Thank you, Wild. Well, it's just you know, just facts. Yeah, Over almost feelings. as many as Joe Burrow. Over almost as many as the guys. Wild, I'm going to take under advisement. I'm going to rename it from you to something else. I think you know. Just think about it. <laughs> I don't know why it's your thing. <laughs> it's a family show, Steve. Aaron Rodgers joined the Pat McAfee program yesterday, and he was very confident. Quote, do I still think I can play? Of course. Can I play at a high level? Yeah, I think I can win MVP again in the right situation. Right situation. Is that Green Bay or is that somewhere else? I'm not sure. Nick, what's your take? <laughs> I think he's done in Green Bay. Really? Because he huh. went on to say that you know, a key part of him believing he could win there is them <coughs> retaining Mercedes Lewis, Randall Cobb, Alan Lazard, and Robert Tunyon, all of whom are free agents this upcoming season, two of whom I think the audience is surprised. They're still playing, yes, Mercedes Lewis and Randall Cobb, still key cogs of the Packers' offense. Uh, Mercedes Lewis, Aaron, even it seemed to kind of sneakily acknowledge, I know we don't really use him on the field that much because he talked about how important he is to the locker room. But... You can't, you can't walk this line of, I need better playmakers, I need new guys, I need more dynamic talent. They draft those guys, they finally, you finally develop those guys. Then also, I need the $50 million, so they do that. Now you're $40 million over next year's cap, and then be like, we need all those guys back. And so, I, listen, I don't think he can win MVP again. I, I think that part of his career is over. The fact that he ran for 97 yards this season and it's been on a steady decline to me, not he wasn't winning MVP because he was running the football, mm. to be clear, but I do think that showed you the athleticism is mm. not where it once was. And so I think we are going headed towards an amicable divorce oh. between the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. Look, he this year he had a top-five offensive line. He had two very good running backs who almost combined for 2,000 yards, like close to 1,900 yards. And he still did not throw for 300 yards one game. And against Detroit, one of the worst pass – I know they got better as the year went on, but still, one of the worst pass defenses in the league. He couldn't get it done in a must-win situation. So, I'm saying, no, I'm with Nick. I don't think those – you know, he's winning any more MVPs or could. Now, sure. You put him in a San Francisco, in a Miami, could he possibly? Maybe, but he doesn't look like close to the guy that won those MVPs. I will say this. I do think he still can be a good quarterback, a very, maybe, maybe a very good one. 
But if and I if I were the Raiders, think I would I would go after Rodgers. He's one year removed from winning back to back MVPs. Of course, he can win another MVP. Wow. He's Doesn't got he go to be quickly though. He's he, thirty nine. He's got to be in the. He's got to have the right people around him. And what you have to understand about him is over the course of of his time in Green Bay, winning those back to back MVPs, he had arguably the best wide receiver in football. Right. I mean, Adams is that guy. Mm-hmm. And one of the things they did is, you know, and Aaron, and I've talked to Aaron about this. I, I mean, I've met with him multiple times. Um, one of the things they did was, in critical situations, Aaron needs a guy that can beat somebody, and he say, that's my guy. So we, we have, like, what you would call an individual route. So a lot of times on the backside, it's X individual. So you put the trips to one side, right? You run some type of, let's call it Viper, because that sounds cool. So Viper is the route combination, right? On the, on the front side. And then you just say X go, X, X dig, X whatever. And you say, I don't care if he's double teamed. He's open. And what I'm going to do in critical situations, I'm going to find my guy and say, he's, that, he's the guy. And he won back-to-back MVPs basically operating that way you put him with the like you said you put him with the Raiders where you've got Adams you've got Waller you've got Renfro you've got a running game you like could he win an MVP in that situation there's no question in my mind when when even though you're right he was obviously great with Devontae Adams but he was seven and oh without Adams during that stretch and this year you saw him with Adams he looked like a totally different quarterback so I just think age it hit Peyton Manning like a shocker, yeah, and I think yeah, but he had his neck. He he's had not as bad injury. as Manny was. Manny but. had a neck injury. He lost the feeling and the use of his tricep in in his hand. Like he had serious health issues. Like Rogers is just old. No, he had a broken. Right. But here's the thing: if he was like, you know, why my numbers were down? My gosh darn thumb was broken. We'd be like, oh, here he is making excuses. Yes. So he doesn't mention it, and we're like, ah, he's not the same guy. But, so, but here's the thing, though: Tom Brady and LeBron James have warped everyone's brain about how any right. of this stuff works. And for Brady, by the way, it just happened to him, too. The year before this one, Brady, some people argued, should have been league MVP. I think he finished second to Rodgers. He led the league in a couple major statistical mm-hmm. categories. And this year was not good. The, the, Drew Brees went from, I think he's the MVP over Mahomes in 2018. He got nine votes to within two years out of the league. Like he couldn't throw. The, like Drew Brees was like, we could see but, it. Right. It but, you, but point my is, point is, like, but it, with Drew Brees, it was a year before we could totally see right. it that it was a downturn. The I'll, I'll be. I mentioned LeBron. I'm going to be totally candid with this here. At the beginning of this season, I thought it had hit LeBron. I was like, oh, it went that fast. He went from should have won the could have won the scoring title. If you remember his first like eight games, he was shooting like eighteen percent from three. It's like twenty four points per game. Yeah. Then he was out for a week or so with an injury, and since then it's been awesome. It's like, oh, he has staved it off. It would appear for another year. It happens, and I think for Rodgers, the age part of it, it it makes sense with Peyton. I, you're totally right, right about the injury stuff, but it's also true. Two years prior to him being benched for Osweiler after being hurt. He was a 50-touchdown guy. Absolutely. He was unbelievable. Or three years prior and two years prior, he was in the Super Bowl. It does happen. 
And for Rodgers, uh, if, if Rodgers is at a point of his career stink where he's got to have Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, right. the $50 million isn't going to be helpful that he's owed next no, year. No, and I, I, I kind of agree with you. I, I think he's probably on the move as well. So I, I, think, I don't think he's winning MVP in Green Bay, but the, it's fascinating to me how we love to write the obituaries of guys who are still playing. Like, uh, like they've been writing Brady. You've been writing Brady's obituary <laughs> for about eight years I got now. Ahead of so, I mean, <laughs> you're way ahead of the oh, game. Oh, look who's got the last one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, finally, you're, you're right. Good. By the way, Tom Brady was still good. Still this good. Year. Still good. Still good. I he thought looked, they were boring. Great Patriot they were form, boring right? because they were one-dimensional. Because they couldn't score. They, you said one team is scoring. Because yeah, Brady was scoring. still good. It was like a great how, guitar. How could he be that good when they weren't Well, scoring? if Jimmy Page is playing the guitar, there's no one else doing anything. It's just the guitar all the time. It I'm was, like, this is boring. I need some drums. <laughs> I need a lead vocalist. listen to Jimmy Hendrix for a while solo. Yeah. Okay. Well, we don't mind Jimmy a little Hendrix rhythm section. You ever heard of Jimmy Hendrix? Save yeah, this. I know that's an old school discussion thing. for the podcast. Well, Jimmy Page wasn't that good of a <laughs> close of Jimmy <laughs> Page? I don't know. Like, what are we talking about? John Mayer? Who's a good guitarist? John Mayer? He's a great guitarist. Okay. What are we We've gotten off the This wasn't the best lead in for tears. <laughs> well, it's Wednesday. It's 4 o'clock, which means you're in for a treat. Last night, sealed away in a musty corridor, a select committee of whiz kids, whippersnappers, and whiskey drinkers <laughs> yearned and toiled. They burned the midnight oil to compose the best segment in all of sports television. Like every Wednesday, it's my honor... And it's a privilege. It's time for Nick's Tears. Indeed it is. One of the last editions of the Tears of this NFL season. And as you will see at the top of the Tears, there's a little vindication for the committee. Oh. However, we must start with teams that are no longer playing. Full rebuild. These 11 teams are in a full rebuild mode. Two of them just won recent Super Bowls. They are now the cupboard is bare. The three above them are in a full rebuild despite allegedly having their franchise quarterback, and they may not even know they're in a full rebuild, but you are. <laughs> the teams at the very top are in a full rebuild, but they're actually excited about it. Three of the top four picks of the draft, tons of cap space, coach openings, all of that. All right, next group, QB Purgatory, hey. and then Frisky. These six teams right now are all being held hostage to one degree or another by the quarterback position. In Green Bay, is he in or is he out? In Minnesota, it's like, all right, Kirk Cousins, and same with Tennessee. It's Ryan Tannehill is too good to get rid of, but we know we can't win. Washington, who knows what they're doing, and the Steelers and the Patriots, who are really good franchises with great coaches, but, <coughs> pardon me, quarterbacks who just are not going to be able to get the job done. Bad take there. Bad yeah, throat. bad take caught my throat. Frisky, <laughs> these five teams didn't make the playoffs, but all of them should be super excited for next season, and with the right tweaks with the Jets and Raiders situation with the right quarterback additions, they could be teams that could do real damage next season. Now, to the actual tiers. Should be playing. They were eliminated. These two teams were eliminated last week, but they have to feel like they should still be playing. For the Ravens, even without Lamar, if not for the 98-yard 14-point swing all win, Tyler Huntley tried to go full Trevor Lawrence. And for the Chargers, Europe 27-0 against a team many people picked to finish last in their own division. Feel like they should be playing. I feel like maybe at least one of them should be playing, but they're not. Next, two great coaches, one great quarterback. Roth Dable and Peterson have done brilliant jobs thus far this season. Both of their seasons likely end this this weekend, 
but both of them should, both these fan bases should feel great about the direction of their teams because of their coaches and in Jacksonville, of course, also because of the quarterback. Overhyped and underhyped. So the Buffalo Bills all year long have been a historically overhyped team that at every turn since September has not lived up to it. They ended the season with some games just like, huh? What happened there? This playoff game, they would have lost to Skylar Thompson if Mike McDaniel, who I like, understood the play. God, it's only 40 seconds, not 65 seconds, buddy. The Cowboys, on the other hand, I think a little underhyped. The Cowboys, Correct. who had a Dak Prescott injury, who dealt with that for five weeks, who were in a, supposedly the best division in all of football, still found their way to 12 wins, still found their way to having different points of the season where they had either a top three offense or a top three defense, yet no one believes in them. Perfect bracket. I'd been saying for quite some time I thought the Eagles would be one and done in the postseason, but that all changed when the Giants beat the Vikings and then also the Cowboys beat the Bucks. If the Eagles could could not have scripted a better opening weekend on the NFC side, aside from, of course, San Francisco losing, which was never going to happen. The Eagles now get a divisional opponent who, as Brew mentioned earlier, they annihilated earlier this season in their first playoff game. And then in their second playoff game, in they will be in Philadelphia either against Brock Purdy or against a team they're very familiar with. They feel great about how the, about how the bracket has fallen. Next, hot shooter. Not like a hot shooter in basketball, a hot shooter like in craps, where it's all luck, but you got to keep going with it. The Bengals' turnover luck at like some that. point will turn. They hope it is not this week against Buffalo, and Buffalo, even if it does turn, Buffalo will probably turn it right back with Josh Allen to him. The Bengals, and if it does turn, luckily for them, they have, in my humble opinion, the best quarterback-wide receiver combo in all of the football with Burrow and Chase, and they have pedigree of being able to go on the road and win tough playoff games. Devastating versatility. You put Christian McCaffrey, Kyle Juszczyk, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, and Debo Samuel on the field. You can have two tight ends if you want. You can have two running backs. You can go five wide. You can wait and see what personnel the defense puts out there. And you can put, oh, you're going to put your corners out there to guard them as receivers. We're going to run it right down. You, oh, you're going to put big people out there. We're going to spread you out. And then if none of that works, you have the best defense in all of football. Mm. That's devastating versatility. And then finally, the top of the tiers, as they were at the beginning, the middle, and the end of the year, please unveil it. The committee told you so. We warned you, and you scoffed, and you said the committee, the chairman emeritus of the committee, was being biased, and then wouldn't you know it? They are the Vegas Super Bowl favorites. They finished with the league's MVP. They finished with the league's best record. They finished with maybe a top three candidate for defensive player of the year, offensive player of the year in Travis Kelsey, the league's MVP, and the playoffs once again go through Arrowhead. And by the way, they're the healthiest they've been all year. Seems like an overwhelming favorite. So there it is, Chris Broussard. Solid. The committee's Solid? top two oh, to start the season is the top two as we approach the end of the season. Shame on you, Nick Wright. For what? Shame on you. <laughs> what? The, the Chiefs, look, I'm not going to sit here and act like they don't have a great shot. Chiefs, Bills, Bengals are all right there. So we'll see who wins the, this battle royal between those three. Mm -hmm. But the Chiefs, they should not be on the top of the tiers. Here's why. Number one, they aren't even the hottest team in the league. 
okay? They got a little five-game win streak with one playoff opponent. All right, and you talked about, oh, the, the uh, Bengals or who it was, the Bills, some baffling games at the end of the season. Well, they have the same record as the Chiefs, 14-3, and three, and the Chiefs struggled with Denver and struggled with Houston. So let's not act like they were just running through everybody. All right. Cincinnati's got a nine-game win streak against Buffalo, eight-game win streak. San Francisco, 11-game win streak. And all three of those teams have beaten multiple playoff teams in their win streak. Secondly, they aren't the most balanced team. Hmm. Their defense gave up 33 touchdown passes this year. Mm -hmm. That's the most in the league. So, obviously, Mahomes is fantastic. But the defense, a bit leaky. And third... The head-to-head does head, – I get it. It's not the standings, but apparently it's not head-to-head either because yeah. Buffalo beat Kansas City. Cincinnati beat Kansas so where, City I'm just head curious. Before I go, and, where would you – who would you have at the top? Not Kansas City. Who would it be? That's my point. And you, you can put San Francisco up there if you but want. But I thought head-to-head head mattered. Yeah, so put Buffalo and Cincinnati ahead of Kansas City. Okay, okay but I'm, so, right? I'm just very confused because, so, that, because you said San Francisco. My, go ahead, my point is this, Sorry. though. Kansas City should not be number one. And Wilds, what did Buffalo do when they went to Kansas City? I can't. You know They what? slept in their bed. Oh, yeah. I forgot. They <laughs> raided the refrigerator and they used their toothbrush. Oh, yeah. So this head-to-head matters. Okay, head-to-head so matters. It so put Buffalo and Cincinnati ahead of San Francisco. You just can't have Okay, Kansas so you would City have Kansas one. City fourth on, on your team, That's which fun. is why you don't have them. Uh, Kansas City, the reason San Francisco doesn't have a 12-game winning streak, has an 11-game winning streak, is because Kansas City went there and beat them by – Three touchdowns. Okay, that's And as good. far as beating so opponents, no team in the league this year had more victories over playoff teams than, let me check real quick, oh yeah, the Kansas City Chiefs. They also have the best record and the best player in home field. So it seems like they should be the Vegas favorites. Let me check. They are, so they're top of the tiers. Stink, go right ahead. Uh, okay. Well, I'm going to go to Philadelphia because I just think they're, oh, wow. I, think, I think they are way too low. So what is, what is, when you talk about team? And you talk about championship caliber team. What do you have to have? Just just a great quarterback? No. You no, you, you got to have a great team, right? You got to yeah. have a great defense, great all. Let's look at the great defense. Let's look at the defensive statistics. Let's okay. look at sack numbers because everybody wants to go after how many sacks you get. Who led the league good. in pressures on the quarterback and sacks this season? Mm. Oh, there they are right there, the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay, what's the standard for great offense? What? Hey, can you find yourself – 400 yards. I just talked to Tom Brady about it. He goes, can you find 400 yards? Because that's what you have to have. Yeah, Who had the most 400-yard games in football? Offensive. Ah, yeah. the Eagles. And, and yet they're, where are they on the fourth? They're the, fourth. The fourth on the perfect bracket, fourth? Yeah. Should they not be higher than fourth? They're they clearly the best record, the best. I mean, look, go on and on and on it goes. And they lost a couple of games late. Yeah, because they didn't have their starting clear. quarterback. But can I ask you a question? Yeah, please ask it. Are ask you away. convinced they're going to have? No, but that's not the point. <laughs> no, I'm saying it again. Whether <laughs> I'm convinced or not. No, you're not convinced not they're going to have the same start, that, that level. I mean, Jalen Hurts will be there, but you seem a little anxious that he's not going to be the Jalen Hurts from uh, a month I, ago. Uh, trust me, I am a little anxious about okay. that. I am a little I got to tell you, why. Like this is not. You guys have underperformed. <laughs> it's playoff time. <laughs> it's playoff tears. I thought I had some. No, you back. fell into a bear trap of like head to head matters. Put the 49. I was like, oh my gosh. I was trying to edit it out on the fly. I was like, let's go. And you are picking the Giants over the Eagles. <laughs> like earlier in the show.
No, I didn't pick the Giants. I said <laughs> on the verge. No, wild. You're on the verge. Wild. My Say goodness. This. <laughs> All right. Gosh darn it. <laughs> I think the Cowboys are being disrespected. Oh. Here's why. First of all, Micah Parsons back. Line against the Bucks. One sack, two tackles for a loss, two passes smacked down, ten pressures on Tom Brady, three press conferences with gave us some good content. He he said he was gonna do something, he did it. Shout out to Micah Parsons. Reason number two, Dak's back. Oh, Dak's throwing interceptions. Okay, I guess so. Well he didn't. And when he was throwing interceptions, he was five and two in those seven games. Here's his numbers. Can you reveal them? Here they come. Completion percentage, fantastic. Total yards, we added up as rushing yards. He had seven rushing attempts, the most all year. So maybe he's doing a little more I running. Like that. Total touchdowns, five, fantastic. Zero it's turnovers. It's a perfect game. Yeah, perfect game. Yeah. I wanted to bring him up. Guess who else is back? Mike McCarthy. Oh, Mike McCarthy. He's got Sean Payton breathing down his neck. Nope, he's back. And guess what? Broke out a little Kirk Cousins-style <laughs> chain celebrating. He said, I think he was... Doing uh, yeah, the, he, he was in between doing the grill <laughs> and some other dance. I forgot what it was. Not great dancing, yeah, but I think that's okay, the next sign week. of a guy with job security. <laughs> right. Next week. Can they may, go into may San throw Francisco? It three yards on fourth and eight. <laughs> McCarthy. Uh, can they go into San Francisco and win? I'm not sure. Also, I don't care because the tears are snapshot. Snapshot in time. in time. Yeah, you don't have to. You know what? Because you're because I had San Francisco before the year before the playoffs, and right now going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, so Kevin Wilds. Unlike your compatriots, you make a compelling, no. great argument. No. No. And you know what? I don't know if we can show the tears again. Let's go ahead and bump the Cowboys you. up. You know they, I, didn't, I, I was hesitant to put you the Cowboys the by themselves wait, 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 but, uh, aside from I, the Bills because I was like, oh, Nick hates the Bills. But the committee well, was thinking something similar. So you know what? We're just going to put overhyped Boom. as its own thing, underhyped as its own thing. So the Cowboys are right there beneath Let's the Eagles go. above Buffalo. Kevin Wilds, great you. work. You know, I'm great great that Maybe you've done the total recency bias. No. You have one game. Thank you. And, and I've got a full season where they're the best – at the two snapshots. Also, the Tom Brady thing, yeah. we saw that. Yeah, you, you know, picked that you got name up for that. Stopped. You got to pick oh, that. I was just talking to Tom Brady, and he told me, oh, that. <laughs> right. yeah, 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 exactly. Brady, speaking um, of, your buddy. Well, did he say anything about going? Welcome back to the show. Oh, there's some great moments. You know, Brew, I remember when LeBron went back to Cleveland and Iverson went back to Philadelphia and when Tom Cruise suited up in that F-14 Tomcat, everybody loved it. <laughs> everybody said, wow, this is just like the good old days. Well, Rob Gronkowski poured a little bit of cold water on the idea of Tom Brady going back to New England. Take a listen. I would 100% be surprised if he went back to New England, uh, no doubt. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it would be it would be nuts. I mean, that would be a crazy story, but I mean, I, yeah, I just possible. don't see... I just don't really Dude. see that happening, but uh, but you never know. Bron went I'm back not, to Cleveland. I'm, Tom. I'm just I'm just Bron went back to Cleveland. My analyst, uh, my analyzing skills out there, and uh, I think you know that would be a tough shot for him him to go back to New England. You know, I I see the door wide open. That was my takeaway. How about you? I I <laughs> think the door is actually more open than it would have been if he had a great season. Hmm. Because I think that – I don't think Tom Brady's going to have a plethora of options. I don't. I don't think – I think San Francisco is off the board. I think Miami is potentially on the board because he seems to have a pretty good relationship with the owner there. Right. But I think for Tom Brady's next team is going to be a lot about the owner being involved. So whether that is Kraft or Steven Ross – 
Like though, because I I don't I don't think Tom Brady's stink is as attractive of a free agent. This is not three years ago. Right. And even though three years ago it was coming off a down year, it's not three years ago. Mm. And so I, I don't think it's off the board entirely if Kraft comes in over the top. But I don't know that Belichick is something – Belichick would welcome that in. But, I, but I, I think it's on the board. I don't think they'd be very good. Well, based on your analysis of Tom Brady, I don't think you think he can beat out uh, Mount Jones. Well, no, I think he brought him in, but I also beat Mac Jones. No, no, no. I do think he'd be out Mac Jones. (laughs) Now, could he beat out Bailey Zappi? I don't know. Without someone putting their finger on the scale, I'm not sure. Yeah, that's a question. I I agree with you in this. I don't think there are a ton of options because I think there's a lot of people look at, hey, man, that's a short-term, one-year deal. We don't have a good enough team to bring him in there. So I think there's going to be a handful, like you said, I, I agree with that, a handful of options. But I think there will be options. There will be one or two teams that are like, hey, we'll, we'll, we will do this for a year or possibly two. And we'll give him that shot. Yeah. If good. nobody else wants him and he's just dead set on playing, I guess it could happen. But other, I would be shocked if he goes back. I don't think Belichick necessarily wants him back. I don't think Brady wants to go back. All right, the team wouldn't be that good. Wouldn't Why I don't think they'd they be a be Super good? Bowl contender. Why would because be here's the other reason: they don't have the skill position players. That Brady needs it to be perfect. He needs like Cincinnati's wide receivers. All right, okay. and that's not in New England. How about DeAndre Hopkins? If he if he's going as a package deal with D Hop and T Higgins, look, we have all so three apps <laughs> of why I think you should come back. Number one, it's familiar. Oh, hey, I know where to go. I know where to park my car. I know where to train the old TB12 facility that's mm-hmm. still open. I've got the key to can go anytime. Reason number two, finances. Oh, we've got the fourth most cap space and the 14th pick. You want to solidify the offensive line, maybe. And number three, formidable defense. I cheated a little bit on that one. That's really a defense, but I had to throw the F in there, so I threw an adjective. I think it could work. I think it should be explored. And if you're saying it's about ownership, he took, you know, he bailed on the Bucks for a game, or excuse me, a practice, to go up to uh, Robert Kraft's wedding. wedding. I think it's very interesting. I think, to, to me, I think there's only four realistic options. And I'm not ranking them, I'm just going to list them. I think the Raiders, because Josh McDaniel, yeah. they need a quarterback. But bad defense. Uh, and, and not a good offensive line. Okay, I don't think it would work. There. They, they ran. They ran the ball exceptionally well. He 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 gets the ball out so quickly. Think I think I think that is the that would be my number one option. Okay, for him. Really? that so would be my number. I one. think the Raiders are on the board. I think Miami, for reasons we all know, yep. are on the boards, mm-hmm. particularly with Tua's status up in the air. New England that we just mentioned, and I think sneakily Tennessee is on the board right. because of Vrabel. And because they don't, like they don't, you talk about a team that runs the ball and wants to play defense. Now they've been ravaged by injury, and I'm not sure how good they would be. Right. And you got to deal with royalty in that division. That division's probably locked up for a decade. But still, I think it's one of, I think they're, I, I don't think San Francisco is <laughs> on the board. Yeah. I think San Francisco, and by the way, San Francisco's the only team that I think with him would be a Super Bowl favorite. Because San Francisco is showing they could be a Super Bowl contender with anybody at quarterback. I just think that I think that system. I I think the system you're having to go learn a system with Josh. You're ready, mate. You you've you've played in that system forever. Wow. What about my parking spot take? (laughs) (laughs) Let it marinate for over the break. I will dack it as revenge on the 49ers. It's on the board, Wilds. It's got to be. You're just abandoning. Well, Gronk says. Medals time. Spurs Nets. 
Richardson with a huge block here. Uh, Nets ended up losing to the again. That's you guys games. acted like Kyrie was not out. No, he was out. But if you're supposed to be able to win the title, you know what? Go, go, you have Ben Simmons. He's supposed to be the best player on the court. Beat the Spurs who want to lose. And also, I'm curious how long Kyrie's going to be out because somebody on the show predicted once KD went out that Kyrie might take a bit of a sabbatical. But I'm sure the cap is, is really a problem. Bronze medal. Back-to-back medals for the most underrated player in the league, Drew Holiday. 37-6-7. You know Giannis and Chris Middleton were out. Yeah, and somehow the Bucs found a way to beat a team far better than the Spurs. Silver medal, Joel Embiid. You know, in a just universe, the conversation would be about who's the best center in basketball, Joel Embiid or Nikola Jokic. In this universe, it is... Is Nikola Jokic the greatest offensive player in the history of the world? Kind of makes you think. 41-9. Who got the gold? For a silver medal. Gold medal. The Joker. What are you talking about? Yeah. 36-12-10. It was close, but I gave it to the Joker. The Joker, who is having a sensational season, also in a just world, he would be on pace to win his first ever, ever MVP. Instead, he's on pace to join Larry Bird, Wilt Chamberlain, and Bill Russell. Three of the greatest players ever. Those guys won a bit, I think, but I don't know. I'll have to check. I think it's, oh yeah, Uh, 16 championships between them. You add Jokic to that, it's still 16 championships. There's your medal stand from last night in the NBA. Out the rings guy all of a sudden. That didn't feel like a good goal. I know, you're supposed to be a celebration. Right. Don't tell me what the medal stand is supposed to be. I'm telling you what the the bylaws It just got dark. Cowboys in San Francisco, Sunday at 6 on Fox. Here's Dak on last year's wild card loss to San Francisco. Take a listen. Me and this team, um, that's a scar. Uh, that one hurts, and it'll hurt for, for the rest of my career, and it'll be a way that um, it'll be a motivation throughout my career. Okay. You've got the 49ers going to the Super Bowl. How do you know that? Because you say it every show multiple times, and I've been here for three years. <laughs> oh, because I picked him at the beginning of the year? Yeah. Okay, yeah, my bad. You're okay, Mr. Consistency. So you're, there you go. Okay, you're right. You're right. This guy, on the other hand. Yeah. You're always like, Cowboys, bring your F game. I don't like foolishness. And then yeah. you're like, you're welcome, Cowboys Nation. You didn't see me yesterday. You know, that's I what motivated we're saying. them. Yeah. I know. So where are you at now? Are you, this I like mean, a I, bit I, of... I'm going to be honest. I mean, I, I think San Francisco is going to win. But I'm, I almost want Dallas to win just so Nick will come down a few notches. But I'm, gonna, I'm going with San Francisco because I did say – Months before I even started the F game stuff, that I, I, there's no way Dallas is winning the NFC. So they will lose. Well, the winner of this game is winning the NFC. This is what I'll say because you're correct. Yeah, absolutely. Philly, wow. Yeah, I don't, don't, believe, I don't in believe in Philadelphia. What if, Jaylen, what if they play great and Jalen looks great? Will that change your I mean, I, I suppose it could, but right now my gut feeling is the winner of this game is the team that's going to come out of the mm-hmm. NFC, and I think Philly can win their game without Jalen playing great. I think that Philly pass rush might bring the ghosts of J- Daniel Jones passed out a bit. Oh, so, wow. Uh, but I, I, I have been, as often as Brew has been making the point that he thinks the Cowboys are, I don't want to say fraudulent, but that – the, inconsistent. The, inconsistent. the Josh Allen of the NFL. Incredibly high highs and incredibly low lows. I think it's a fair way to put it, actually. Uh, I think they're, they've been a touch underrated. And so I think this could be a tough game. I'm shocked by the point spread, Wilds. I thought this would be San Francisco minus 6.5. 
Instead, it was San Francisco minus four and a half, and it has now moved in the Cowboys' direction. You think that's just Cowboys money, or you think that's... I don't know. It, it makes me a little nervous. It makes me a little nervous that it seems like Vegas, or at least the vast majority of the betting public, thinks Brock Purdy might have the, you know, stri- clock might strike midnight on him. You think Dak is better than Jarrett Stidham? Jarrett Stidham diced him up. <laughs> okay. Just letting you know.